I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? Well, like everything that Keltec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun, and the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K E L. TECweapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. Dana Lashes Absurd Truth Podcast. And I am Brett Witterbull. It is the Dana Show. And ladies and gentlemen, Dana Lash joining us uh, now on the line. Dana, welcome to your show. Brett, thank you so much for holding down the fort. God love you. Appreciate what you're doing. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be able to get a few days away in sun-soaked Exumas with my family. I'm calling you live, God bless technology, from Katie's Restaurant and Bar here in Farmer's Key, where we stopped off to swim with some turtles. And I had a nice nice gentleman fill my Rambler, my Patriot Mobile Rambler with rum punch, and uh, went and got some conch salad. But I am so excited about the New York rifle and pistol case, the the opinion that was authored by, by Justice Thomas this morning. I read it uh, before we took off, uh, read the opinion. I was very excited about this because, as you know, and, Brett, I know you've talked about this, where you had the Heller case, which defined, you know, to keep and to bear. Heller underscored to keep. This case is to bear. This is what is underscoring that portion of the Second Amendment, and I'm, I'm super stoked that it, that it came out the way that it did. Uh, I was very pleased with the opinion. I've been following it here from the Bahamas, so uh, very excited about it, as I'm sure everyone else is. Now, that doesn't mean, obviously, that you know we that our problems are over. I know New York is already trying to come out with some new laws, and then of course we have the Senate gun control package. So a lot of stuff in the works still. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Kathy Hochul went on a full meltdown uh, earlier today saying, you know, back in the back in the old days, they had muskets. I'd like to go back to muskets. These people are coming apart at the seams, Dana. They are. And to act like that, that our rights are somehow anachronistic or that the Second Amendment is anachronistic. I mean, I've talked about this in my two books. You know, mm-hmm. the founders were well aware of, you know, of, of RPM. They were well aware of full auto, the belt and gun, the puckle gun. They were well aware of the technology and progression with rifling, with Kentucky guns. I mean, we all knew this. It's one of the things that gave us the advantage over the British during the War of Independence. And so the idea that, you know, we should be limited to smoothbore muskets is like saying that free speech written should be limited to just parchment and quill. It's, it's stupid. It's the principle of it. That it's, it's just a dumbification of the Bill of Rights. And I'm, I'm happy that it, that it, that it, it ended the way it did, that the opinion was the way it was. I'm so happy that Cla- and Clarence Thomas gave it a shellacking. Oh. I was reading his opinion. Brett, I just stopped. <laughs> I stopped and I was like, oh, my gosh. Chris, I yelled at my husband. I'm like, Justice Thomas is bending him over the barrel here. Listen to this. This is what I do on vacation. I drink a, a Patriot Mobile Rambler full of uh, rum punch, and I read uh, Supreme Court opinions. Hey, listen, that's great. What a way to celebrate. By the way, it's Clarence Thomas's birthday today, too. So what a way to give him, give him in America a present. We need, to put, we need to put his visage up there on uh, Mount Rushmore with the rest of the greats. Thomas, I know he's not a president. 
But I'll, I tell you what, he's done a lot for liberty, and he's been faithful to the Constitution. God bless Clarence Thomas. Amen. Let me ask you one last question real quick, and because I, I know you, you want to get back to, uh, to, to vacate, but it's this. Uh, uh, do you think this uh, puts a road, uh, puts a bump in the road for this move that Cornyn's trying to pull with, the, uh, with, with this new gun regulation? I, I do in a way because, I mean, I think it affects the what they're trying to do with the 18 to 21. The 18 yep. to 21, and I, I've had some friends say, Dana, that sunset, you know, did you read, you know, the language? On, I did read it, but still, the, the problem isn't that it sunsets. The problem is that you are allowing access for the federal government to micromanage natural rights. And so to, to, to try to defend a natural right is like, you know, proving a negative. I mean, it's, it's, it's a natural right. It is what it is. So I completely understand. I, I understand their point, but I still think it's wrong. I disagree with it. And so as it relates to this opinion, uh, I think it really it gives a lot of momentum, obviously, to the people that are arguing against this, this compromise that the Senate's trying to deliver. So I'm just uh, we'll we'll wait and see. I know I'll be following it up still while down here. And then when I get back, a big win. God bless you, Dana Lash. Enjoy it. You earned it. And we'll we'll talk again soon. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Well, in case you're just joining us, uh, SCOTUS has thrown out New York's handgun law. That's how CNN describes it. The Supreme Court has issued a decision making it easier to carry, uh, conceal carry a weapon in the state of New York. So your uh, civil liberties are sort of being restored in a lot of ways. Uh, Trump and McCarthy, they're still having tension. It's still climbing. As January 6th hearings draw out, they really shouldn't be that big of a deal when you consider the fact that even Betsy Woodruff says people just don't get it. They don't care about it. They're not focused on the January 6th thing. And oh, by the way, was it a mistake? Was it a mistake to not have any Republicans, real Republicans on the committee? Uh, Because you would have had somebody who would have been affirmatively defending Trump instead of having Cheney and Kinzinger as, you know, sort of uh, fifth columnists, so to speak. The Supreme Court has shielded police from lawsuits over the issue of Miranda. That's a big deal. The Education Department, in case you hadn't heard this one yet, has agreed to cancel $6 billion in debt for 200,000 student loan borrowers. Now, you know what's interesting about that? Congress didn't do it. The Senate didn't do it. None of them did it. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no way, no how. It was the Education Department that's figuring it, that, that, that's forgiven the money. Finally, now, uh, Republican leaders are opposing this bipartisan gun deal as the Senate moves towards passage. This is going to be a huge, stinky fight that's going to take place as you take a look at uh, uh, the way this is going to play out. Why? Well, because with this decision coming out of the Supreme Court being penned by uh, 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 Clarence Thomas, what is the impetus? What is the impetus for Democrats now to do this bill? They potentially can run on, oh my God, all the Democrats are going to be targets for violence because the Republicans are on board with letting just anybody have a gun. The reality, though, today is the bad guys are strapped up. You're talking 400 million guns in America. A lot of them are in the hands of criminals, gangs, transnational cartels, you name it. It's just got to become a fair fight where you and I get to carry and defend ourselves should we run into uh, one of the criminals that wants to do damage or worse out there, generally speaking. Whole lot we're going to unpack coming up even more on this decision. Sam Alito bringing it. I'm Brett Witterbull. You're listening to The Dana Show. Airline pilots are forced to retire at age 65. 
federal law enforcement officers, 57. Judges here in South Carolina, 72. What? Have you ever noticed that politicians hardly ever retire? Our country and our state are being run by a geriatric oligarchy. The folks who are making a career out of politics are making a mess of our country. That's why it's time to put term limits and age limits on politicians. Oh, that is Joe Cunningham. By the way, I'm Brett Witterbull. It is The Dana Show. Joe Cunningham is a South Carolina Democrat gubernatorial nominee um, and is proposing an age limit, age 72, for state politicians in the state of South Carolina. Now, full disclosure, I happen to reside in the state of of South Carolina, though I host the afternoon drive show on WBT in North Carolina in Charlotte. Uh, One of the things that's interesting about this is The guy he's going against, Henry McMaster. Henry McMaster is the governor, the Republican governor of the uh, state of South Carolina. And uh, he is uh, 75 years old. And I'm telling you right now, I'll take him all day, every day over Joe Cunningham. First of all, Joe Joe Cunningham is is a lot like... uh, uh, old John Edwards uh, back back when he was running around trying to uh, get elected to the presidency of the United States uh, and, 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 and doing those sorts of things he was doing. I'm not saying that Joe Cunningham is a philanderer, but I'm saying, you know, he's sort of an empty suit in that regard. I'm at a tough crossroads, though, because I support the notion of age limits for people running for office. I genuinely do. I think... Uh, uh, 72 is probably an okay number, but this guy's barking up the wrong tree. Joe Cunningham is another one of these sort of seersucker suit wearing, uh, country clubbing, uh, pretty boys that thinks he's got all the answers. Henry McMaster was one of the secret weapons that we saw in this country during the days of the lockdowns. North Carolina has an atrocious governor named Roy Cooper. He is horrible. He's a terrible governor who believed that he should take a knee and bow and pray at the altar of lockdowns, shutdowns, all that sort of stuff. McMaster told uh, those people who wanted to lock the state of South Carolina down to go pound sand. And oh, by the way, once upon a time, he was a professional musician who played in Alabama. No, not not, not the state, actual band. He was actually in Alabama. McMaster was a guy who basically told the progressive liberals scattered around this country to stick it in their cap. That's it. It's absolutely incredible. So I'm good with the age limits, but I want age limits on Pelosi. I want age limits on Schumer and McConnell. I want age limits on Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. I want qualification limits on Kamala Harris. Uh, This is what I want happening at the federal level. But man, you better keep your hands off a hammer and Hank McMaster because that guy, that guy defended freedom from the jump from the moment you had the lockdowns to the moment they were lifted. And oh, by the way, while we're at it, Joe Cunningham, you're not going to get elected to the governorship. It's not going to happen. You have not yet figured out a way to Californicate the state of South Carolina. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man. All right, here's your uh, here's your Florida Man headline uh, of the day, and it involves a South Florida man. At Disney, 
with a Glock and extra ammunition. That's how it's written up out of Orlando, not the happiest place on earth, I guess. And our man stopped trying to enter Disney at Walt Disney World, according to the Orange County Sheriff's deputies. According to the arrest affidavit, Aaron Jose Lopez, 35, from Royal Palm Beach, was stopped at a parking garage in Disney for after a scanner alerted security about a possible problem. The security guard told deputies, I told him I was going to search his bag, and he told me he had a folding knife in his bag. I told him to show me the knife. I said I would still have to search the bag. Lopez reportedly responded, oh, there's something else in here besides a knife that I want to put back in my car. Lopez then walked and was stopped by security and brought to deputies. Deputies said Lopez was found to be carrying a black and bronze 9mm Glock handgun, was also carrying two Glock 19 magazines with 17 rounds of ammo each, and one box with 14 rounds of ammo. After doing a background check, they said that uh, Lopez did not have a license to carry a concealed firearm and was booked into the Orange County Jail charged with carrying a concealed firearm. Now, I mean... I'm all about the Second Amendment, and I'm all about the right to keep and bear arms, and I'm all about that. But it sounds to me like this guy was going into Disney and was maybe trying to settle beef. He may have been trying to settle beef with, oh, the the Seven Dwarfs, Uh, It's a Small World. That's a lot of ammo he's bringing in there to Disney. The fact of the matter is, you got to remember, Disney is the happiest place on Earth. And i got a feeling that this guy, when he got taken in a lockup, was at one of the saddest places on earth, which is uh, the lockup in the jail. I mean, that is not a good thing to do at all. What are you doing? Leave the gun in the car. Leave it secured. Everything's going to be cool. I mean, I know you are going to be robbed when you go into Disney, but that's just because everybody knows that a slice of pizza is now $72, and the ticket to get in is about $240,000. But that's it. Everybody gets robbed when you go to Disney. It's the happiest place on earth. Leave the gun. Leave the cannolis. Have the fun rides. Wow. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn joins me to discuss her efforts to protect our military from the left's woke agenda and the effort to separate parents from children. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, Senator Blackburn also explains how our skyrocketing energy costs could soon lead to food shortages, all because President Biden refuses to acknowledge reality. Join us. Follow the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.